0: Hello, I'm Jaden Narte, and this is my story called Attempt on Hitler. I was standing there, in a room at Wolf's Lair, listening to these horrific ideas these terrible people had. This time, Hitler and Himmler were in the room, and I knew this was our perfect opportunity. My heart was pounding so hard while I stood there, waiting for the phone call, thinking about my wife and kids. I was sweating and shivering at the same time, trying to keep my composure. I was thinking of what would happen to my family if this didn't work. Did he forget? Did he turn back? I kept wondering as, as I was fearing for my life and the life of Germany. I told Major Friand that I was expecting a phone call, and I told him to come get me no matter what. G- General Treskow was supposed to have made the call two minutes ago. I was running out of time. I thought it was over, and I hoped that Germany would be in good hands. I heard the phone ring. Major Friand picked up and talked. I heard him hang up. I heard him hang up the phone about 30 seconds later, but he didn't come into the conference room. I was not ready to leave behind everything I had in this world, especially not my wife and kids. It was at that moment when I thought back to what had brought me to this point. I joined the Nazi army to fight for the country I loved in 1926. My uncle was a very well-known man within the army and was close with Hitler. My uncle had put me in third command behind him at one of the biggest concentration camps in Europe, Auschwitz. At first, I kept my mouth closed and my opinions to myself because my uncle had convinced me that the terrible things we were doing to these innocent people was for the good of Germany. One day, I was doing my routine daily check on the construction workers building the IG Farben complex. Everything was going smoothly, and then I saw one of my childhood friends. His name was Meyer Kahn. I saw how dirty, exhausted, and beat up he was, and I knew I could no longer hold back. It took me a couple of weeks, but I finally got a chance to speak to one of the head generals of the camp. I spoke my mind, and then, before I left, I called him an Archmith Horen. The only reason I wasn't executed on the spot was because of my uncle, but instead, I was demoted to Wehr- wehrmacht Colonel of the t- German 10th Panzer Division in Tunisian North Africa. Fierce promises of peace and prosperity have fallen by the wayside, leaving in their wake a path of destruction. The outrages committed by Hitler's SS are a stain on the honor of the German army. There is a widespread disgust in the officer corps toward the crimes committed by the Nazis, the murder of civilians, the torture and starvation of prisoners, and the mass execution of Jews. My duty as an officer is no longer to save my country, but to save human lives. I hated being in Tunisia, not being able to do anything to end the Nazi regime, so I had to find a way back to Germany. I scheduled a meeting with the head general of the division to try and find a place in the army for me back in Germany. The next morning, General Hill came and we talked. But while we were walking back to the plane, the base was ambushed by Royal Australian Air Force fighter squadrons. The last thing I saw was General Hill laying in the sand, bleeding out. The bombing killed and injured many troops and left me wounded in the hospital. I lost my left hand, my right eye, and two fingers on my right hand. While I was in the hospital, I received a visit from one of the leaders of the German resistance. His name was General Ulbrich. He came to talk to me about taking the place of a member in the association that that had gotten arrested. I told him my ideas and he told me to come to one of their meetings and tell the rest of the group. I didn't want to be associated with the group because if there was just one person that didn't agree with my ideas, it could cost my family their life. I went to the meeting anyway, and when I got there, I found out that the group was made up of a lot of high rank officials and people that could have been Hitler's inner circle. Later in the meeting, I had found out that they already tried an assassination attempt on Hitler while I was in Tunisia. Major Treskow had an account... Major Tresgrau, and an accomplice, had smuggled a time bomb disguised as a box of coin true onto Hitler's plane. But something went wrong with the bomb, and it didn't go off. Because of this, General Albrecht suggested that we cannot keep trying these undercover assassination attempts, but instead confront Hitler. I told him that wouldn't work, and that the soldiers swore an oath that wouldn't just die with Hitler. They all agreed that they had enough power to make it happen, and that meant that they didn't need me. After the meeting, I went back home to my beloved wife and kids. I was given a ride back to my house by one of the assistants of General Ulrich. In the car, I was brainstorming ideas to pitch to the resistance. And on the radio, there was a familiar tune playing. I asked the assistant what it was called. The record was titled Die Walkyrie by the Philharmonic Orchestra Berlin. It gave me the perfect idea for how we were going to stop Hitler and save Germany. Operation Valkyrie. Operation Valkyrie would allow for us to take power of the reserve army in a state of a crisis. The first person that I had talked to about Operation Valkyrie was Major Trescow. He was on board with my idea and set up a meeting with the others. About a week later, we finally met, but not everyone that was at the meet- first meeting was there this time. It seemed to only be the higher rank officials and people with power. I told them about my plan and the flaws and how we were going to change it. First, we had to change the operation to uninclude the SS. Once we changed that part of the document, it would need a signature from Hitler himself. My job allowed me to have direct access to Hitler and his schedule so I could set up a meeting time with him. In order to take complete control, we had to get General Fromm on board because he was the commander of the reserve army. After we took control, we would send out the reserve army to arrest every SS official that would not cooperate. Even after all that, the hardest thing we'd have to do is kill Hitler. General Truscott and I went to visit General Fromm about our plan to try to convince him to help. He denied us right then. And as soon as he did, I thought we had failed. I thought that he was going to compromise us, but he didn't. He, ha- he hated Hitler too. He just didn't think we'd be able to pull it off and he didn't have the guts to stand up for what he believed in. If we proceeded, we'd have to arrest General Fromm in order to take control of the army. A couple of days later, General Orbridge was able to get me a copy of Operation Valkyrie. I was able to modify the copy and schedule a meeting time with Hitler for the next day. Major Treskow and I went to Berghof, Hitler's private residence, for the meeting. We waited for about 40 minutes, and then finally, it was our time to meet with Hitler. But before we were able to see him, Hitler's assistant stopped us. He asked to review our presentation because he knew that Hitler would not review it in depth. Luckily, General Ulbricht showed up and forced him to let us in. I showed the modified document to Hitler, and he approved the redraft of Operation Valkyrie without fully examining it. It was nine. It was now time to start. It was now time to start planning for the assassination of Adolf Hitler. The plan was to take a time bomb to, the, to a strategy meeting at Wolfslayer. If we were going to take out Hitler, we'd have to take out Himmler, the Righteous Fuhrer too. I would attend the meeting, but get a phone call from General Trescal during the meeting. While I was away taking the phone call, the bomb would go off and General Trescal would cut off all communications. The bomb would have a powerful enough blast to take out everyone within the confined meeting room. All the people outside the confined area would have no one to call. After that, Operation Valkyrie would be in full effect. Me being Commander-in-Chief of the Reserve Army would have troops sent out to every division and would have all uncooperative SF members arrested. While all the chaos is happening, we would be secretly implementing a new government. By the time anyone knew what was going on, we would be in full control. Our plan to save Germany seemed flawless. About one week later, I attended the strategy meeting, but there was no sign of Himmler. I exited the meeting and went to the room with the phone. I called General Truskow and told him Himmler was absent. He called General Ulbrich and waited for a response. We were running out of time. If we were going to proceed, we had to act fast. Finally, I heard Treskow pick up the phone. They said no, Treskow said. What do you say, I asked. I agree, he confirmed. I went back to to attend the rest of the meeting. After the meeting, I returned to Berlin to question Ulbrich about his decision not to go on with the plan. He was persistent and said that we would have another chance. I had to go on for three more weeks acting like I was for Hitler, and it drove me crazy. Finally, another strategy meeting was scheduled. This time, we used a different type of bomb. This bomb was triggered by clamping down on an acid capsule. Once the acid capsule was clamped down on, there'd be no turning back because the acid would burn right through the metal and reach the gunpowder. The night before the meeting, I cut my forearm slightly with a stick so I'd have a reason to change and give me time to set off the bomb. The next morning, I arrived at Wolf's Lair and was greeted by Major Friend. I showed Major Friend the blood stain on my shirt and he led me to a changing room. I only clamped to one acid capsule, giving me about 15 minutes before the bomb went off. I followed Major Friend to the meeting room, but instead of being in the confined room at Wolf's Lair, the meeting was moved to an open windowed summer barrack. This was not good because it ultimately minimized the potential damage the bomb would do. We continued with the plan this time. Hitler and Hamler were in the room, and I knew this was our perfect opportunity. My heart was pounding so hard while I stood there, waiting for the phone call, thinking about my wife and kids. I was sweating and shivering at the same time, trying to keep my composure. I was thinking of what would happen to my family if this didn't work. Did he forget? Did he turn back? I kept wondering as if I was as I was fearing. For my life and the life of Germany. I told Major Frieden that I was expecting a phone call, and I told him to come and get me no matter what. General Treskow was supposed to have made the call two minutes ago. I was running out of time. I thought that it was over, and I hoped that Germany would be in good hands. I heard the phone ring. Major Frieden picked up and talked. I heard him put the phone down about 30 seconds later, but he didn't come into the conference room. I was not ready to leave behind everything I had in this world, especially not my wife and kids. Then, suddenly, Major Fiend tapped me on the shoulder and tells me he, I have a phone call. I walk out of the room to the, into the phone room. I pick up the phone and hang up without saying a word. I walked out of Wolf Layer to the car, and about halfway there, I heard and saw the blast of the bomb. I got to the car and we drove to the airfield. I, immedi- I immediately flew back to Berlin. Operation Valkyrie was now in action. I immediately went back to the SS headquarters in Berlin where the resistance had been. When I arrived, I had learned that they just mobilized the reserve army only a few minutes ago. I was furious. I had risked my life and they hadn't even done their simple job of giving an order. I didn't have time to dwell on it though. We were already one step behind. We, couldn't, we continued sending the, S- the army to arrest SS members over the course of the next few days. During that time, we had been told by some people that Hitler was still alive. I didn't believe it. I couldn't afford to believe it. Then, the whole plan went wrong when Major Rimmer went to arrest General Goebbels. General Goebbels put Hitler on the phone with Major Rimmer, and Rimmer realized that Hitler was still alive. The Reserve Army released every SS member, and when that happened, I knew it was over. Everyone associated with the German resistance has been arrested. Everyone was already put to death. My execution date is tomorrow. I'm going to miss everything this world offers. Nina, if you're reading this, I will love and miss you. That was my story, The Attempt on Hitler. Thank you for listening.